FBI Radio and Fire Up are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. Now the gladiator Hoppawati with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A little bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. Uh, it's just rubbing salt into the worm. You can see the head clash there. Oh, very nasty. And the crowd love it. They've all taken their angry pills. That smashes him to ground. The one-handed pass back inside. With a delicate kick. And he smacked their bottoms with a beautiful bit of football early. Thank you, Mrs. Robinson. Another little slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. It's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Step, steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and... Chris Gale. As they fire up. Good morning, Chris. Uh, look, we know that sport, any sport really, is about winners and losers. It's a very, very sort of black and white, uh, you know, binary sort of thing. In this age, a very inappropriate term, but it's a binary system. You know, you win or you lose, and there are winners and losers, and I don't know about you, and I know a lot of people don't want to get angry, particularly about something as inane as ridiculous as sport. Uh, I felt like a loser last night. Uh, I, you are more philosophic than I am dealing with this stuff. Well, Stephen, first of all, where does a draw sit in that binary system of yours? But yeah, you um, feel like a loser because, let's face it, last night you were a loser. Definitely was a loser. Now, what I want to do is throw out to the text line right now, Chris. Uh, the, the number is 0409... Uh, 945, 945, and I want to know the most, your most, and we thrive on hate, we've always said that, the actual lifeblood of rugby league and sport in general is hate, you need to hate the enemy, the other tribe, uh, what is your most hated rugby league identity, well, Zero four zero nine. Nine four five nine four five. Because we're doing it tough at the moment, Stephen, and therefore we always like to leave on an upbeat note on this show, Feel yeah. Good Friday, and yep. there's nothing to make you feel better than yeah. express your intense dislike for a rugby league figure. So please, jump on board now. We'll be running this up through the next sort of 40 minutes or so. But in the meanwhile, Chris, on a lighter note perhaps, or perhaps a more intriguing note, is the battle that's happening in rugby league now between two great nations. It's the Adriatic Sea <laughs> friction that's been running on for centuries between the Greeks and the Italians. And, and Particularly if the Greeks and Italians are out there listening and want to jump on board, 0409-945-945 and express your dislike of the other side as well. It's in Tersonine, Stephen. It's in Tersonine. <laughs> now, Chris, we, we, we've been discussing at length the Kithra connection, and that's yes. with a K. Yes. Right. Uh, the powers that be have been grouping. The it's, KK. It's, it sort of snuck up on us, didn't it? <laughs> well, uh, unbeknownst to us, on the back of... Uh, change in the game and the importation of a certain uh, colourful racing identity, otherwise known as the overlord Peter Volanders, yes. uh, we've seen an, an inexorable drift yes. in the power base of rugby league. We knew about Uncle Nick Politis yes. and we knew of his background from Kithra. Yes. 
unbeknownst to us, also from Kithra, yeah. one said Peter Volandis, yes. and then off we went to the races, literally. And, and, okay, you don't have to show your password to be buddies with this inside group, but they seem to be amassing a collection of like-minded souls. Can you give us a run-through here? Sonny Bill Williams immediately springs to mind, currently in the luxury digs paid for by Nick Politis, including toys for all four children in Pitt Street. All right. We've got Gus Gould who is being brought on yeah. as a special project. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, has he got a lot of projects coming up. Token Greek. Yeah, including yeah. the Vodafone Warriors. He loves Warriors. to wrestle in a toga. <laughs> that's, that's right. Or is that Roman? <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, there's the Project Apollo people, yeah. as is often ah, referred to yes, in the media, yes, yes, Stephen. Yeah. The likes of Trent Robinson, Mount Kilimanjaro himself, I'm sure will come to mind later in the show, and uh, a little figure known as a super coach by the name of uh, Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett, yeah. Well, we didn't realise he's so... Well, this is the thing, is that the Greeks are taking control again, as they did, I don't know, a millennial, two millennial ago. Uh, they were the rulers. Democracy, philosophy, Olympics. Uh, architecture. Nude wrestling. <laughs> they right. had it all down pat, didn't Vangelis. they? But the Italians are enough is enough. <laughs> They're going to get amongst this rugby. A little bit like some sort of... Not a virus so much. No, it's no. just they're undermining the code now, in a nice way. That's right. Now, Chris, how about how are they going about this? Well, they always say the way to a person's heart, Stephen, is yep. through their stomach. Yep. And so I've got two major strategies at hand here. Yep. Food yep. and wine. Food and wine. Traditional. Been working for years. I mean, we sports cars come Eons. later. You know, soccer came later. But the, but the Italians had it down pat, don't they? Everybody loves Italian. Well, let's have a listen to Wayne Bennett, shall we? Why not? I went for lunch yesterday at Grappa, yeah. I didn't think it was a breach. I went there with my partner who I live with, just me and her, and uh, something to eat there, and that was it. Well, I go shopping. Um, I go at different places to get meals at times. Um, I, as I said, I go down the shop. You know, I go to the kebab shop and get a kebab. There's many people there, as I found in the restaurant <coughs> yesterday. So um, I think we're getting a bit small-minded here at the moment. So. He should have been a lawyer. He's disingenuous to the to the tenth degree. Uh, I'd go for a kebab if I had to. Now, tell me, that Wayne, right? And he knows. Look, let's face it. The Italians have got it down pat. If Wayne's going to go all the way to Leichhardt to Grappa, mm. it's a beautiful drink, Chris. It, do you know what? Do you know, I, I did a bit of research on Grappa, by the way, Stephen. Yes. It's an alcoholic beverage. Right. No surprises there. No surprises there. A fragrant grape-based pomace brandy of Italian origin that contains, wait for it, yep. thirty-five to sixty percent alcohol. So would you say it's seductive? <laughs> would you? It's very, it's very, very welcoming, Stephen. You okay. get, you don't get warm and fuzzy. You get warm and yeah. completely blurred. So when Fat Tony walks up to you in a restaurant, right, <laughs> and, and, honestly, and there's a plate load of little shiny, glowing, greeny, yellow stuff, you sort of think, oh, it's slippy and it's sweet and it's very seductive. But then it gives a kick in, doesn't it? Oh, it's very welcoming, yeah. but you you pay for it, Stephen, and I think Wayne paid for it. I mean. We need to understand what he was, why he was being questioned, because it's been a shifting sand, the bubble that is rugby league. But with the the difficulties down in Melbourne and the, um, well, how do we decide the dictator-like behaviour of Anastasia Palaszczuk in Queensland? Be <laughs> a quick lock down those doors. The, the overlord had to do a deal to enable football to continue to occur in Queensland. Then why bother? Yeah. Uh, and so the rugby league players were put back into a more extreme bubble than what we're used to here in New South Wales as they general citizens. They had to citizens. live by harsh rules, didn't they? That's and right. they set the pace for the whole world to follow. That's right. And if you break one, you lose the code. You leave hundreds of millions of dollars in business. Well, as Peter Volandi says, um, the the breach that Wayne did by sitting in a restaurant, which is different to a takeaway, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's threatened the game not only this season but for future generations. Now, the interesting thing about Wayne Bennett um, is a little bit you know, older than most of us. Mm. I'm not sure he's that interested in future generations. He's just <laughs> hungry. 
<laughs> and he and his partner, Dale, apparently were given a private room. Yes. The grupper kicked in. Well, Wayne, because he's aware of the distancing How requirements... How is he aware? Well, well, because he's part of Project Apollo, Hang Stephen. on a second. Hang on a second. Project Apollo made the rules, right? <laughs> Correct. He's on the board. That's right. He's got inside information, and he says... I know that everyone's playing the, the old fuddy card, you know, Grandpa Simpson. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what's going on here. The rules keep changing. He makes the rules. He makes the rules. I, I think history is littered with references of people who make the rules feel that the rules don't apply to them. Yes. You know, and I think yeah. that you know, a number of politicians have come to mind recently in the COVID situation. But, but Wayne originally said, give me a private room. I don't want any fuss here. Yep. Got on the grappa though, I think. Yeah, those Italians—they know our weak points, don't they? They really know how to, that sweet weak point. <laughs> Mr. You know? Mr. Bennett, please, would you like a pomace-based yeah. brandy? So this Adriatic grudge is taking on epic proportions. There are the Greeks running, trying to run the show because they're new to this as well. The rugby league running the show completely. That's right. Uh, the Italians, well, they've been playing their own game for years. I mean, they took the Greek technologies and building styles and then they made their own version of it. Took over the world for many, many years. You're right about that because if we used to uh, refer to the Greek connection in rugby league, we had Dr. George Paponis yes. and Peter Zorba-Peters and that was that it. That's it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, next thing, of course, a footy player. Played for Italy. Yes. A dragon. Play, played for Australia. Played for Australia. Played for the New South Wales Origin Blues. He went to a cafe in uh, in Wollongong. We believe it was a, of Italian extraction. <laughs> uh, he wanted a cappuccino uh, and <laughs> and a piccolo to boot. And he, and, and he wanted to sit down. And he knew he's, he knew he's under, in disguise, right? So he had one of those hats like Peter Sellers in Rome, you know, like a little hat, you know. <laughs> and uh, he signed his name as, uh, I've got it here, it's a Piallo Vogiano. Vogiano. <laughs> now, otherwise known as AKA Paul Vaughan. Paul Vaughan. Now, front row for St. George Illawarra, absent last night from the game at Wynn Stadium because right. of this breach. Now, he's versed in Project Apollo. He's right. been uh, counselled in it, schooled in it. So, as opposed to Wayne, who just arrived and sat, yeah. Paul put it down a, first, a false name. Well, you know what line does too, Chris? It actually amplifies the whole offence, doesn't it? Well, it does. We look at TikTok and uh, yeah. Young Cleary. Yeah, and yeah, that's right. And, I mean, the well, there's an interesting thing you make there about Cleary because the people who've breached so far, Cleary, TikTok, two yeah. games, yeah. monetary fine. Yeah. Uh, Addo Carr and Latrell Mitchell, yeah. large monetary fines. Large fines. Wayne Bennett, self-isolate, no fine. <laughs> no fine. <laughs> no fine. Right, uh, Paul Vaughan? Well, I think the jury's out. Uh, but, I, but I think the line... The, the, he would have been fine, except, unfortunately, I happened to go to that same cafe two days ago. Did you? I went in under a false name. I used the name Paul Vaughan. Did you? And that kind that, of tip tipped tip, them off. It was interesting because I did look at who else uh, signed in. Yeah. Um, there were a number of people. Winston Churchill. Was he there? Yeah. Dame Adolf ne Hitler. Dame Nelly yeah. Melba. Uh, Ace Ventura, pet detective. I'm not sure he was the only dragon yeah. there, Stephen. See, with TikTok, there, there, there we were thinking that the... Chinese Communist Party were the ones that were going to undermine rugby league. But oh, and Hawaii. no, now we realise it's the Italians having a crack. But uh, Chris, I believe there is at least one winner in this. And I, I, I'm pointing the finger at Wayne. Wayne's always a winner. So, look, the, the conventional thing is, is oh, you know, poor Wayne, um, he's confused. Well, he's we dismissed that. Oh, Wayne, he um, doesn't believe the rules apply to them. Him. Wayne Bennett is a very smart individual, Stephen. He's a fox, a wily yeah, fox. Tonight, the Brisbane Broncos take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Okay, for those who don't know, they swap coaches. Yes. Much enmity, but since then... Anthony Seabold is the Broncos coach. at 20 paces. Huge allegations right. of undermining and counter-undermining, if that's even a thing. Is it a thing? And so the feud was coming to a head tonight. Ah. Now, Wayne Bennett... He doesn't want to lose. He knows about pulling the rug from under the carpet, right? Yeah. So, so... <laughs> 
the only card in the pack Seabolt has left to the Broncos is these South Sydney guys. He's gone to the thing that we want people to text in about. Hate. Hate. Right? And he goes, when you see Wayne Bennett in the box tonight, boys. Yeah, give it to him. Do it for the state of Queensland, the yeah. city of Brisbane. We've yeah. got to keep those Southerners out. Freely as well. So Wayne tips off New South Wales Health News yeah. Limited and says, hey, I'm in Grappa, boys. Come on. There were photographers there? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Journalists. Gets taken away yeah. because... He takes away the motivation Seabolt has for a win tonight. Guarantees South a win. He gets a good meal. He gets a fantastic meal. A bit meal. of a dance with his uh, partner Dale. And, and, exactly. Rapper. And yeah. in the shortened season with no rep football and no buys, he needs a break to recharge the batteries. He's two weeks holiday. Two weeks holiday. I'm thinking raise it. What it goes, bitch? And, no, no. You know where he is? <laughs> no, tell me. He's in the apartment next to Sonny Bill Williams oh, in Pitt Street. Is there a doorway through? And Nick Politis has supplied the toys. Fantastic. Wayne's got it all under control. This is Fire Up. Now, don't forget that text on 0409-945-95. Who is your most hated rugby league identity? With a fish, a bacala, and then a hey, gomba. I love how you dance, rumba. But take some advice, paisano. Learn how to mambo. If you're gonna be a square, you ain't a gonna gonna wear a hey, mambo. Don't wanna tarantella, hey, mambo. No more mozzarella, hey, mambo. Mambo, italiano. Try and chill out with a fish, a bacala. I introduced Orbo to his wife. We were sitting at a, at a pub after a game and young Laura came over and she was looking at the fellas. I said, that's your one right there. Mitch Orbo, he's your man. Not only can he play, he's a great fella. He's everything you want. Jeez, I hate Orbo. I hope it was an Italian pub. Don't you? Yeah, and I hope you ate some sort of dodgy chicken schnitzel. I, I, I saw an interview with uh, Beaver Menzies, the great Stephen Beaver Menzies, yeah, yeah. and Andrew Voss, who kindly tweeted about our show last Sorry, night. Sorry, Vossi. Vossi. Yeah. Said, look, you're the type of guy that, that you, know, you play for Manly, everybody hates Manly, but everybody likes you. You know, They go, I hate Manly, but you're okay. You're okay. Now, There's I one in every team, isn't there? I would have applied that to Mitch Orbison <laughs> until you just said how much you hate the kid. I hate the, well, how, who doesn't? I mean, he's every man. He's so lovable. He's likable. He's got a great relationship. Kitties, you know, he's blonde. To be honest, if you play 300 NRL games and your entire rep career is one game for New South Wales country, you haven't yeah. really performed. He's, no, he's, well, he's an every man, isn't he? He's a worker day. Hey, Chris... Uh, why are we hating so much? I don't know. Why, why, why are we doing this? We're trying to give people a lift, Stephen. A lift? Because I mean, <laughs> hate gives you a lift. It was John Lydon who famously once said, yeah. anger is an energy. And yes. we want to channel that energy to lift you on Friday, Feel Good Friday. We want you to text in on 0409 945 945 and let us know your most disliked, indeed detested rugby gonna, league entity. Yeah, I'll give you a couple of pot ones from Luke. Cameron Munster has the scent of the grub. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. I, I despise ex-Wigan 5'8", Sean Edwards. Now, I'm not a fan of Sean Edwards myself. Well, I'm not even familiar with him because my dad won't shut up about him and compares him to every player, everybody else, to him from Alex from Petersham. So if you've got any hates... 
you, I'm in now. Can you imagine having to sit through a rugby league game and see a tremendous bit of play? For example, by Luke Kirian's the Roosters defeated the Dragons last night. They did. And your dad goes, well, he's good, but he's no, no Sean Edwards. No, he's no Graham Langlands. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, yeah, the Roosters last night. Mm. Uh, now, you know when you, when you have a home game, that means you're, give, you're given some sort of advantage, apparently, because you've got the crowd. Not, many, not much of a crowd these days, because that's not much of an advantage. But you sort of hope that the leaning towards the sort of celebrations, the pre-game activity might lean in your favour. But, oh, no, <laughs> not the case with the Roosters last night who came down to Wollongong to play my beloved Dragons, if I could just apply my bias here. Uh, we were subjected to Orbo 300, <laughs> ad nauseum, interviews, your- shots of the wife and the kiddies, you know. But that's your own fault because... The home ground should be just awash with red and white livery and yep. colours and whatever. But you actually, on the 30 metre lines, altered those to have 300 in acknowledgement of Mitch Orbison's achievements. So you let the... You know, you got, Chris, kind of got Trojan horse a bit there, Stephen. The good guy doesn't always come first. Talk about Greek mythology. <laughs> yeah, I, mean. I know. <laughs> so, uh, and, you know, no one can control Channel 9. Hello, Gus Gould. You know, what's the good story here? Micho. I mean, Orbo. Orbo. You know, uh, what is with Robbo and uh, what is it? Uh, J-Moz and B-Moz and all these stupid nicknames they've got. They love a nickname at the Roosters, Stephen. They they? The, it's camaraderie bonding, isn't you've it? You've got your JWH for oh, Jarawiri, no, Hargraves. Yeah. Friendy. Friendy, of course. Friendy. SST for CSOAWE, yeah. Takiaho. Now, do I recall, was Friend once upon a time landed uh, in the cop shop down at the Rocks for throwing glass at some young ladies? Not glass, ice. I mean, uh, rugby league is full of redemption stories, yeah, Stephen. That's of one of them. He does. It's not redeemed in now, my now eyes. Now he's just the angel. Yeah, right. The angel flapping now, his wings. If you'd like to express your hate for any rugby league identity, text us in on zero four zero nine nine four five nine four five. It can just be annoyance or irritation, constant irritation. You know, like what are they always keep talking about, Sunny Bill? I don't like that. It annoys me. Your answer to the question could be just, fire up. Just annoys me. Yeah, it could be fire, us. Could be us. You we, might we, hate we'll us. We'll cop it. Of course. But but there was a sort of an appropriation that went on yesterday down yes. at Wynn Stadium, didn't it? The, the pre-game celebrations. Now, uh, look, we 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 all look. Let's just get it straight. We all honour the those that are lost in war, that fought for our country. But uh, sometimes appropriation of cultural and or historical traditions can sometimes lean a little towards the absurd. Well, well, one of the issues here, Stephen, of course, is with the um, shutdown of the code until May 28, yeah. Lord Volandis brought us all back to the promised land, yeah. was the traditional Anzac Day clash. Chris, I missed my birthday. I, a- have, I was going to have a great big party. COVID shut me down. You, you see me whinging and crying about it and then reallocating my birthday to now? Well, well I, did no. get, I, I did get an invitation requesting a present in the mail during the week, and yeah. I, I yeah. now know it was from you. Yeah. Um, but the traditional people are putting off weddings. You know that. <laughs> That's exactly you right. Know that. <laughs> Stephen, they're putting off music festivals. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the traditional Anzac Day clash. I mm. mean, nineteen years rich history there. Out at well, it's not there anymore. Yeah. The Sydney Football Stadium, aka Allianz. event. We know that. Who can remember? T- forget two thousand fifteen Chook NATO, mm. where I thought I was sacrificing my life to the elements to yeah. see the Dragons yes. win in pouring rain and hail. And hail, yeah, yeah. But they couldn't do it this yeah, year. Yeah. It's been shifted to early August. So yeah. what do you do? Right. They find another historic battle. And by they, you say the roosters. The roosters, yeah. Hello, Lone Pine. <laughs> because Robbo apparently is well-versed in all things Francais. R- Robbo is uh, very eloquent. He spent time in France. He speaks at 
Um, How much time, Chris? Fluently. Enough. Enough, right. Uh, but, and he's a renaissance guy, but, yeah. I mean, he's not that original because I think when the Roosters went over for the World Club Championship, which they endlessly seem to do, yes. he came up with the masterstroke of taking the players to Gallipoli. Oh, like, you know, as right. if every Australian sporting team hasn't done that. Yeah, did he not do the, uh, the French battlefields as well? Uh, the Somme, I imagine. Yeah, yes, yes, yep. yes, yeah. Uh, and it builds character in the men. They know where they've come from. Men who have fallen in war. That's right. To senseless battles. It's it's a, it's actually a terrific thing to do. Very much so. But you come to a point where you go, how continuously can you appropriate yeah. conflict and tragedy yeah, and yeah. human loss yeah, yeah. for he's the sake it. of a football game? Well, well apparently you still can. Yeah, yeah. Apparently you realise that Mount Kilimanjaro speech doesn't work every time. <laughs> Guys, Not when you're down at the beach at Wollongong, Stephen. It's game day, you know. <laughs> let's just hear about it. And uh, let's just, you know, let's re- no, no, no. We're going to tap into Lone Pine. Mm-hmm. And there on the television last night was many, many shots of the, the roosters visiting these mausoleums, these sites of battles all across France and wherever else they went. And it was all about... You know, the Roosters honouring traditions of manly men in Australia. So it was the Roosters and their contribution to this historical discussion. The uh, identification of the Battle of Lone Pine, which was a diversionary tactic at Gallipoli with a lot of brave soldiers uh, putting their bodies on the line and giving their lives for the greater cause. Mitch Orbison's 300th game. Roosters home game, 24-16 Roosters, yeah. job done. I think he's underrated. <laughs> Orbo. Orbo. Uh, right, let's move on to some uh, more pleasant things, shall we, Chris? Though there are a few things coming in. Of course, it took a while, but uh, I hate the Burgi for all the chickens they've eaten in Redfern. Oh, you, you, cannot, yeah. you cannot get a chicken burger for love or money yeah. if the Burgi are in your district, Stephen. Yeah, that's from uh, Heenan. Thank you very much, Heenan. Now, of course, it had to happen. The Prince of Darkness himself, Cameron Smith. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Cameron Smith. Worse than big bug, bed bugs from Wade. Cameron Smith is out for is a few right? weeks. Is, uh, the devil is worse than bed bugs. <laughs> well, it's, it's a struck match. Debatable, yeah. But it, Cameron Smith's out for a couple of weeks, Stephen. He's hurt himself. Yeah. You know why? Like Wayne Bennett, yeah. short season, no rep football, no need, buys. Need, oh, need to recharge the batteries. Is he saying the same luxury complex apartments that overlooked the Sydney Harbour with Sonny Bill and... Wayne Bennett? <laughs> That's exactly Having right. Having knees up? So there are three apartments in Pitt Street, yeah, yeah, Pitt Street yeah. all funded by Nick Politis, right. all complete with toys. Yeah. Toys for it, kiddies. It, it, it's just now known as yeah. HQ, but yeah. but they bring food in. Yeah, but when the waiter appears at the door and he sees a bottle of grappa, they go, no, thanks, sir. Well, No, thank you. Well, if you have a look at the, uh, what do you call them, the little invoices of the home delivery through the Uber Eats, yes. you'll see diethanes. Yes. It used to be promoted by Hollywood and Zorba on their football call. Ah, uh, yes. Alpha. Yeah, Alpha and Castle Alpha, Race yes. Seat. Both Greek food. Beppi's off the menu. You, no Bon Ricardo. For all the Greeks, no more Beppi. No Bon Ricardo. No. Tetsuya's is okay. Tetsuya's neutral. okay. Neutral yeah. Japan. Yeah, we but can I do But I tell that. you what, they're not getting any takeaway from Machiavelli, Stephen. None from Machiavelli. <laughs> they must. They love it. They know it's their weakness, <laughs> no, too. It's delicious. I reckon they're going to fall, Chris. I reckon they're going to fall. Now, uh, Gordon Tallis comes in. Uh, from Sam the Blessed. Bob Fulton. Gee, there's a name from the past. Are you saying Gordon Tallis texted in to say that he dislikes Bob Fulton? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have I got that right? Now, if you've got anyone you hate in rugby league, anyone at all, a 0409. <laughs> Make yourself feel better. 945. Get off your chest, 945. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, get off your chest here. Now, uh, love and marriage, Chris. Uh, sometimes they go... Hand in hand. Sometimes. Like a horse and carriage. About 50% of the time. <laughs> Not always, though. It does always end. Um, there was a young man, Jason Saab. He's very young. He's 20. Uh, and this is a geographical sort of love that uh, is really, it's like a marriage that's fallen apart. You know, like, the first thing that comes to mind is Jason Saab, I, I'm guessing possibly the son of Charlie Saab, former South Sydney great, or at least a nephew or something. Yeah. Secondly, I've never actually driven a Saab. Thirdly, I used to like the band 78 Saab. Yes. <laughs> 
The, the sales are pretty, pretty uh, well, it's fallen in rank over the years. The Audi's kicked up, the BMW's still floating around. The Mercedes, of course, not the Saab. Right, so we're in a post-Saab area. But right now, past, the Saab story is yeah. Jason Saab, winger yeah. for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Who says, look, I want to break. Uh, this marriage isn't really working. Like a marriage, it's not working. It's broken down. And it's broken down because of geographical uh, dislocation, dare I say it, Chris. Like certain suburbs are just a bridge too far to meet up and then match up with other suburbs. You, you would know, too, if you grew up, say, in, in Pimble, you're not going to come to groups with somebody from Lakemba as a partnership, are you? Not going to happen. Well, you could try. You could try. But, you know, Love that, sometimes breaks it, barriers. It's what Shakespeare wrote Romeo and Juliet about. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're two tribes that just don't work, Steve. Yeah, sometimes it's, uh, it's an economical thing, you know. Sometimes it's purely just cultural differences. And I think Jason's feeling the cultural difference. Wollongong uh, to where? Yeah, well, Marylands. Marylands, yeah. It's so tough, like, isn't it? Every day you got to hop in, I guess, yeah. a Saab, yeah. and Jason would drive down yeah. from Marylands to Wollongong back again, and it was too much for the kids. Because you know Wollongong's the new double bay, don't you? <laughs> A lot of new cafes there. The Italians have really done well there. Ask Paul Von Giorno. Absolutely. Like, it's a lifestyle city. It used to be known for, you know, steel and harbour and industrial stuff. Oh, no. It's food and wine. That's and right. Surfing. Yeah, it's uh, beautiful it, vistas. Yeah, and, and in direct competition it's with New, Newcastle. Yeah, like all, Merriweather. All the ads are shot down there. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And he's just not feeling it. No, he's not working for him. No. Anyway, uh, look, I don't know if a marriage counsellor is in order here, or whether that will work, or it's too late. I don't know um, because generally, you know, you sort of say, "Well, we want you to get together," yeah. and uh, getting Marylands and Wollongong together isn't really working. So. Yeah. I think that uh, Jason might have to uh, drive on. But there's nothing like a little bit of, dare I say, um, sensitive, intimate activity with a camera to tell the world how much you show your sensual side. You know, in the lockdown, Stephen, the mainstream press is giving us a lot of examples of what to do. And one of the things is take this opportunity while you're closer with your loved ones to get closer. Yeah, that's right. And being the 21st century, if you don't film it, it never it happened. It never happened, no. You know, if a tree falls over in the forest. That's right. No one heard it, no one saw it. So Jason Saab couldn't find a way of getting more intimate with the St. George Illawarra yeah. Dragons. But young Katoni Stagg certainly found a way to sell himself to the world. This uh, this week he was seen very much like, uh, and I think that there was a cultural tradition here, he was aping uh, Fergie. No, right. The great scene where her toes were getting sucked by, <laughs> not her partner, by the pool, I think in Monte Carlo. It's, 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 it can it's, only be better if it was somewhere in Italy. It's, it's certainly a short romance novel that I once read, Stephen, yeah. what you're describing there. And, 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 and we have to hasten that Katoni Staggs, who was a willing participant in the um, sensitive acts and the filming thereof, yeah. but not in the release of the video, hence a young woman has been charged. Oh, no, that ruins the whole vibe, So it, it does sort of bring the whole thing down. And what is Andrew Johns, the great Andrew Johns, who's been caught numerous times in all sorts of uh, activities? What did he have to say? Don't turn on your camera. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I feel for Katoni, but uh, I think he's living, living at large. At least there's a bit of intimacy, Stephen, and we all crave that in these difficult and, dare I say, unprecedented and uncharted times. This guy's in love with you Yes, I'm in love Who looks at you the way I do When you smile I can't tell I show you I'm glad
Love song dedications, Stephen. First of all, a shout out to my mother and father. They're in lockdown at the moment. They've worked out by getting locked down that we can't visit them and they're loving it. Loving it and yeah. I know mum's listening. Uh, Stephen Ray, big fan of the show, is out there and he sent us uh, a photo about what he hates the most, which is the Aussie rule posts on Henson Park. Oh, I hate that. And then Dennis Carnahan has sent in a love letter to you, Stephen, uh, noting that Dan Ferris, the strength and conditioning coach, is probably going to hook up with Trent Barrett at Canterbury, and he says he's the 37th and most talented of the Ferris brothers. Who's number one, Chris? Oh, you, you are in my heart, Stephen. <laughs> but we love the Dubbo boys, the reels. Oh, we do. Absolutely. Dave Mason. So I had the pleasure of meeting Bert Backrack once. Really? Yeah. And he came in with a lovely cashmere uh, jumper, folded over his shoulders, ever gracious to a, a short number of us. And I said, uh, Mr. Backrack, I'm a great fan, you know. And I said, uh, do you remember, because there were millions of versions, probably the most covered writer in history apart from the Beatles, uh, the local Australian band, the reels that covered your song, This Guy's Love. He said, I do, the very slow version. I yes. loved it. It is just genius. And dare I say, I would put the Reels as the greatest conceptual band ever in this country, ever. I maintain that Quasimodo's Dream, the title track from the second album, is the greatest Australian pop song of all time, Stephen. Yep. And, and as to Mr. Bacharach, he's worked with Elvis Costello yep. to die for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing stuff. Now, look, I know that's a whole dose, a whole dollop of love and goodwill, but we've got a huge number of text <laughs> responses about who is your most hated. And as I say, you can tone it down to irritated or irritable or annoyed uh, character in rugby league. Zero four zero nine nine four five nine four five. Now, if I may, I've got a few to talk about right here. Uh, let's just have a look. Chris, have you got any over there? Yes, I do, Stephen. From Jim at Redfern, he hates David Fialago for punching Brayton Astor and Jason JT Taylor. Right. A number of people have also texted in and say that they love David Fialago for punching an Astor <laughs> and Jason Taylor. And uh, someone's texting that the person that they dislike the most is, yes, indeed, Nick Politis. He's darker than the Black Prince being the overlord. Can you imagine that? Darker than Melandis. Yeah, darker than the Dark Lord, blacker than the Black Prince. That's very black. He has corrupted rugby league like the Rothschilds corrupted the world. They're strong words, Stephen. And yet the player that know me most is Braith and Astor from another. And I love this one. uh, Any thick neck Queenslander. Oh, come on. Cherry thick neck Evans, Brett the neck, Brace, Tate. Well, there's a lot oh, of them. Brent Tate, remember he used to wear the surfboard in the back of his exactly. jersey? So he couldn't bend his neck back. Yeah, it was very yeah, clever. Yeah, yeah. So the neck and, wasn't strong and, enough. And what was good, particularly if you were playing at, like, against the St. George Illawarra down at Wynn, yeah. play an afternoon game of footy, finish up, grab a shower, go surfing. Go surfing, just take it off the bank. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, there's one here for Philip Ronald Gould, closely followed by the Bucket Ass Johns. 
<laughs> now that came about because a little old lady used to call him bucket ass when he went to kick a goal. That's right. Yeah, that's I mean, right. And really, when it comes to sledging, that was the ultimate, wasn't it? That just w- would unnerve him every single. Well, she wasn't there every week because I wouldn't play home ground every week, and she wouldn't be bothered travelling. She'd have a spot. She knew he was going to kick. Ass. But that's home ground advantage, Stephen. That's what you didn't have last night. And what about Gus Google? Uh, Gus Google <laughs> uh, being uh, appointed as a potentially director of the uh, the Warriors to support the Brown Polishers tilt as the new Warriors coach. Let me get this straight. Um, the junior pathways, which there's much in discussion with Joseph Sawali, etc. Uh, how young is too young? Let the boys live their life because they're not men yet. But but you're. Everybody's out there talent spotting because they want to get the next great kid, right? Now, if Gus School's doing junior pathways as a role, at the same time, he's just signed up as an agent representing talent. Yes, limitless management with his son, Jack Gould. That's very crafty, isn't it? Talent identification does extend to maternity wards these days, it seems, Stephen. The agents troll up and down looking for talent in the cribs. Oh, wow. Gee whiz, he's sort of bending a few rules for you. Conflict of interest? Laughable. Laughable. Now, I'll tell you what is laughable. Joseph Suwali, right, this young kid who got a scholarship to play at King's, uh, is how old? Well, you thought he was three. He's 17. Well, he has turned 17 last weekend. Happy birthday, Joseph. Yeah, we, 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 we want all the best for you, James. And, and to his credit, he's resisted all efforts so far and hasn't put pen to paper. Do you still put pen to paper these days when you sign a contract, Stephen, or is it you just click a button on a screen? Fingerprint and eye scan. All right. Just, yeah. <laughs> now, I tell you what was laughable, though, was that the last desperate plea <laughs> from a man on his knees for a code that is decimated, and that is rugby union. I'm talking about Peter Fitzsimons. Hello. The worst guest we ever had here on Fire Up, and we'll never forget it. Never forgive it. Could you, could you say he's the most disliked rugby league entity, given I, that he's got nothing to do with rugby I, league? Yeah, look, Jake Friend is my most hated. Oh, is that right? Oh, man, he just goes on and on with his arms up in the air like he's like, come on, Rev, give us a penalty, you know. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't much of a fan of Andrew G, who played for the Broncos, Stephen. Yeah. You know why? Why? I didn't like the cut of his jib. His jib? I couldn't even spot his jib. <laughs> but Peter Fitzsimons has got to get in there, surely. And uh, Fitzsimons writes a letter, a plea, a desperate plea going... Joseph, let me tell you what's great about Rugby Union. Come on, Chris, give it to me. Well, first of all, the article is titled Why Rugby is the Right Call for Joseph Swaley. So, Because I didn't read it, I just look for a primer and dot points. (laughs) Um, Secondly, he tries a bit of reverse psychology, saying, you know what, lately Rugby League's been more entertaining. But he reels out these lures to Joseph Swaley. Tell me what they are. What are the selling points, Chris? Uh, If you sign up for a Rugby Union, you can strut yourself for the Wallabies and in the Olympics and win a gold medal. Hello? I don't think so. (laughs) Has he not seen (laughs) Tokyo 2021? I do not think so. It'll be put off for two years straight. Yeah. He says, if you play rugby union, you'll become a household name around the planet rather than just on the east coast of Australia. Yeah, can you imagine them all across Europe talking about uh, Izzy Folau? First of all, Only because he's not on his knee, right? In, in a former life, I've been to all over the world, Stephen. And if me I too. And, and if I mentioned the words rugby union, it didn't get me a table at any I, restaurant. I was, Chris, can I? I was in Moscow. We had a we had a, a, a staff person in our hotel. And I said, what do you know about Australia? And I said, oh, a bit. I said, uh, what about, uh, I'm Nicole Kidman. I like her. Right. He knew her. I said, what about um, Uluru? Mm, not really. What about Paul Hogan? No, I never heard of him. What about... Um, ACDC. Oh, they're Australian. I said, yes. Yes. And that was about the extent of it. Uh, but, also, union. but I was in Moscow and I, and, I, and, I, and I said, Nick Farr Jones, I got nothing. I, I said, Arthur Beetson, I got the best borscht on offer. It was terrific. Uh, by the way, Peter Fitzsimons, go to Papua New Guinea. Yeah. See how you go with see rugby. you go there, there mate. Because yeah. you know what, Stephen? Yeah. Rugby league is the national sport of Papua New Guinea. That right? That's right. And they're not a big fan of big dopes in bandanas. 
He claims the rugby is growing exponentially is right? with huge increases in audience in, an, in America and Asia particularly and offers no evidence for that. Yeah. Um, he also says the amount of punishment you take in the two codes, it's a little bit uh, more genteel in rugby and you're not so tough on the so body. Pro- so protect your body. That was one of the cells, was it? Yeah. Because it's not as hard and tough, right? Yeah. In other words, <laughs> league is more brutal. Yeah. Rugby union is soft. Yes. He says... And this is actually based on research. He says, if you play rugby league, and I quote, players tend to get smashed up a lot. Yeah. Chris, can I just say, you know those great flyers in rugby, you know the Campeses, and then the, you know, when you see uh, Izzy Flower, or even Wendell Sayer, not a great flyer, but you know, those men that, that flower in rugby, union, because it is soft. They go to league, they get shut down. That's right. They get smashed like bugs. That's right. They're no good. That's right. Yeah, you watch Sonny Bill when he comes back. No good. So he concludes, in a choice between a brilliant and brutal local code and a globally glorious one. Globally glorious, he said that, did he? Way less less physically punishing and offers the possibility of an Olympic gold medal to Mm. boot. There's actually no choice. I agree. Rugby league. Yeah, rugby league. Wow. Okay, let's move on from that bloke. Um, Now, good to see that in this downtime, and particularly when he's only really got one job, and I'm assuming that is the coach for State of Origin, which may or may not happen as such. Uh, Kevy Walters has got a cookbook. Yes. He's honouring a certain tribe, yes? yes? Not the Italians. No, the Deadly Maroons, which the is the Deadly indigenous Maroon. group associated with the Queensland State of Origin. Tilt, Stephen. Good, quick, Tucker cookbook. Yes. Wonderful. And you know what's in there? No. And this is this is where we'll ultimately resolve. Mm. There's a Greek section. <laughs> not a Greek section. And there's an Italian section. No way. And when they go to print, yeah. one of those will be missing. Yeah. And if you want to work out who's won this great global yeah. conflict yeah. that is rugby league in this great country of ours, yeah. go to that cookbook and all will be revealed. I thought this was about this ancient culture and its food. <laughs> What's going on there? Now, uh, the is he the CEO or the chairman, Frank Pornisi. It yep. sounds Italian to me, yep. of the Melbourne Storm. Yep, so he's definitely in the uh, anti-Wayne faction. Right. Now, Cameron Smith, the first time, he, the first time I think in about a decade and a half, he's actually been tackled with the ball. <laughs> he scores a try. He gets hurt. Now, even Lucifer, or is he feigning hurt? I don't know. Even Lucifer himself can get hurt. And there's another Smith. Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. Funny looking chap. Yeah, yeah. They call him the cheese because he's shaped like a block of cheese. Block of cheese. Is and- that right? <laughs> he's doughier than that, Chris. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that uh, George Costanza who, you know, fought for his right to sit in his underpants eating a block of cheese in front of the television? Um, and that's because he, he didn't want love and marriage. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> He never got it. But Smith is the 2,320-day man, Stephen, because that's how long it's been since he's missed a game of rugby league. Oh. But as we highlighted earlier, the Wiley veterans, mm. the Bennett's, and the Smiths of the world in this compressed COVID-related season yeah. need a break. They need a holiday. So he scores a try, celebrates in the usual fashion, and goes, hey, I can feign an injury here. Mm-hmm. And so Cameron's sitting down for a couple of weeks. Brandon's uh, actually now asked by the Storms to take a lead. Because generally speaking, with State of Origin interrupting rugby league, a lot of those players get a break from their own games and they get a bit of a you know a, a, late, a late sort of flower. So he's, right. he's that self-enforcing sort of break right now, correct? It's self-imposed isolation. And right. Frank Panisi's got... A particular instruction for Brandon. He's taken Brandon aside. Do you know what he said, Stephen? I know you're not Lucifer. I know you're not Beelzebub. I know you're not the dev himself. You don't even try. Just fill in the gap. Just be Brandon Smith, not Cameron Smith. Oh. I think Frank's going to be thrilled. I think he is indeed. Now, uh, back to the Greeks. Uh, Nick Politis, uh, apparently, uh, as I said, he's been laying down some strict rules about where you can and where you can't eat. Now, this is to protect the roosters, right? We, we touched on this earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were the restaurants that were allowed? You're allowed Diethne's, yeah. Alpha, Tetsu's right. is okay, no Tetsu's Blind Rakoto, okay. yeah. no Beppies, and right. no Machiavelli's. 
Makes sense to me. It does, doesn't it? Okay. Now, one last call out. Uh, 0409-945-945 for the most hated, your most hated individual in rugby league. Hey, I know it's been many years, but bloody Terry Lamb, say no more. That's a Nick from Springwood. And uh, he says his favourite of a show is Fire Up. Who said that? That's Nick from Springwood. Hi, Nick. Thank you very much. Thank really very appreciate much. that. Yeah, we got a lot of texts and we'll, we'll, we'll be honouring them next week. Uh, yeah, Thick Neck Queenslanders. That's a fair call to Gordon Tallis, Bob Fulton, Cameron Munster, uh, Sean Edwards, Gus Gould. No, I heard Gus Gould from Michael Kotovitz. He said yeah. no conflict, no interest. He's furious. Right, done. I think our work is done here, Chris. I think we've uh, fired people up. We've mellowed them out a little bit. Um, I think that's it for this week. You got anything else to add? Uh, What's the, happening on the weekend in rugby league? Uh, well, <laughs> we we take on Newcastle Knights in, in, a, in, a, in a weird inversion, Stephen. Blake Green piloted the Warriors to a victory over the Tigers last week, and I fear tomorrow up at uh, McDonald Jones Stadium that he'll pilot the Newcastle Knights to a victory over my Tigers. Because I remember when we used to pretend to be a rugby league show, and we used to actually give our tips every week. Long, long gone. See ya. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire up!